I just ate a chocolate bar, so you might hear chocolate voice. I am giving you a fair warning that this episode has a couple of little uh, audio blips in it, so please just bear with it. Uh, they only last uh, very temporarily, and uh, it's it's a good podcast. You're going to listen to the whole thing, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you get to it. This is J.D. Collier with Eagle, Haas, and get Hound. ready for another oh, excellent work, show. Work. It's the Eagle, Haas, and Hound podcast. Well, how about that? I might have just gotten my speaker or me, my microphone working. Uh, been sitting on the desk here for a while, not working, and uh, finally had a little time to play around with it. Let's hope that you can hear this better. I'm trying to make a better quality podcast for the Eagle Haas and Hound podcast, and I've been frustrated for weeks. <laughs> it seems like this microphone is very finicky. Um, I, I think it has to do with the, the cord because it seems like if I bump it, it, it stops. So anyway, uh, I'm going to do this while it's working. I'm going to do this podcast and carry on with it. So today's episode of the Eagle Haas and Hound podcast is going to feature the Haas, uh, called Quana Parker. Okay. Of the Comanches. So Quanta Parker, there's got a couple of books for about him. Uh, he was one heck of a guy back in uh, the late 1800s. And uh, like many other uh, Native American chiefs that I've told you about in the past, he fought bravely for his people and uh, ended up surrendering. Um, so, but in his story is is similar to the ones that I've that I've told you already. Similar to Sitting Bull, similar to Chief Joseph. Uh, similarities to Geronimo, of course, crazy horses there. And, um, but he's one, one of the best chiefs. Uh, there's so many things about him that I'd like to uh, mention, but I'm going to keep it short because I think the podcast linked is, is a factor. So if I can keep this thing about 15 minutes then that'll be just fine. Plus I'm going to go over the Eagle attribute of respect. So respect is one of those, uh, uh, that I deeply, the, Oh no, <laughs> there I go again. Now my microphone changed again. So the volume is going to be messed up. Here I go again, America. Uh, I'm going to have to keep after this until I figure it out. Maybe I have to get a whole new cord. Let me see if I switch. Let's try switching. Let's say that that's a bad cord. Toss it. Try this other cord. So now my my volume is probably lower because the microphone switched automatically to the computer's mic instead of this fancy Yeti mic. Now I'm gonna try to plug in this thing and see if it stays plugged in this time. Okay, it looks like red light. Make it solid. Now default. Oh, fault microphone let's go back let me see here i'm gonna put this thing to yeti okay that says yeti testing okay now it's switched back to this microphone okay maybe it was just the cord no <laughs> it just switched back again and it switched back again oh it's just like a just like a con connection problem maybe my problem is this computer 
this computer is a little bit old. So now I probably need to get a, a new computer because it won't even stay connected to the out the uh, the devices that are connected to it. Well, uh, <laughs> this is how it goes. You you just keep on working through these problems until you conquer it. Okay, um, just like the spirit of the Native Americans, they didn't like to be uh, pushed around and told that they're going to go onto some reservation. They said, "No, we're going to fight it until uh, until we can fight no more." And that's just what this guy did. So he was a Comanche, and the Comanches existed uh, in the area of Texas and uh, also around Oklahoma, New Mexico, uh, Kansas a little bit. So kind of that area, they, they called it Comancheria, um, bounded by the, the Pecos River on the west, and that goes into New Mexico, um, going up north. Uh, to all the way into Kansas, bounded by the uh, Arkansas River, including the Canadian and the Red Rivers, of course, including areas of, of Oklahoma and uh, a big, big chunk of, of Texas. So what I'm fumbling through here to get is the book about this lady named Cynthia Ann Parker. She's the mother of this Native American fellow. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, there's a big healthy one. Anyway, Cynthia Ann, you can see, or it, it is known that that she was uh, one of the American settlers that came into Texas with her family. And uh, when she was only nine years old, her family was attacked by a Comanche raid. So the raid came in, and uh, you know the the Parker Fortress uh, was was just attacked. Okay, they they were I guess being a little careless about things. And uh, her father is killed and um, some others are killed. And uh, she and her little brother were kidnapped or taken captive by the Comanche uh, raid uh, Braves. And they took took her back to the to camp and the Comanches proceeded to raise her as one of their own um, in which she grew up and became a uh, a wife to chief. And uh, pay. Peta Nakona, I think that's his name, he marries her and they have children. The first child she has is this fellow right here, Kwana, okay, named Kwana, meaning fragrant. So um, she did not want to return back to the American settlers way of life. She did not. She liked being a Comanche and she continued to do that. In fact, it was a case that when she was 35 years old, she was recaptured and taken back to her family. <laughs> so uh, she didn't want it that she, she wanted to go back to her Comanche family and she uh, managed to try to steal some horses and escape. And they turned around and, and kept her and she ended up basically starving herself and dying in 1870 um, because she wasn't going to have it. She really wanted to go back to being Comanche and did not want to live the life of the American settler. And so uh, this guy, let me read a little bit in this book, uh, this one right here. I got a little, little bookmark. So a little plug in for the Franklin Ulysses 150. This is the Franklin Ulysses 150. And it, it's, a, uh, it's a reminder about this project, the Franklin Ulysses project to uh, end racism once and for all here in America, to find our life beyond racism. And this, it actually uh, becomes a very good bookmark, okay? So I, I like to use it as a bookmark. And here, this is uh, where I'm gonna start. This is Quana speaking um, 
he speaks in simple terms and his, you know, of course he was raised as a Comanche and even though he's half uh, American, half native American, Quana gave a simple speech in his fractured English. 40 years ago, my mother died. He said she captured by Comanches nine years old, love Indian and wildlife so well, no one, no want to go back to white folks all same people anyway god say i love my mother he himself had less than three months to live he had been busy in the fall of 1910 as usual traveling to dallas in october for a celebration known as quana route day at the texas state fair its purpose was to promote the quana acme and pacific railroad which ran through the town of Quana, Texas, just south of the old reservation. Quana, who rarely turned down a chance to appear in public, drew an overflow crowd, according to the Dallas Morning News story from October 25th, 1910. The SRO sign was hung out yesterday afternoon at the convention hall. Every seat was taken and standing room was at a premium. Chief Quana Parker of the Comanches was, of course, the principal attraction. He was there with his 12-year-old son, Gussie. Both were dressed in war bonnets, buckskins, and moccasins. He spoke in a voice that was clear and resonant and distinct to those even in the rear of the hall, although his words were occasionally broken and difficult to understand. Ladies and gentlemen, he began, I used to be a bad man. Now I am a citizen of the United States. I pay taxes, same as you people do. We are the same people now. And I'll stop right there because that's my man, okay? Quana, he says, we are the same. And that's exactly what I say. We are the same, okay? And this, this guy is a genius. <laughs> He's a genius. Um, that is something that he realized back in 1910 and now with uh, the forces that be uh, always trying to divide us and make us uh, feel like we're different tell us that we're different because of silly things like skin tone um he's here saying we are the same <laughs> so good for him um okay we are the same people now he spoke of his mother of stealing mckenzie's horses at blanco canyon he told the audience about his trips to Washington to work for my Indians and about meeting Roosevelt. He was funny and engaging, telling stories he had told many times before. He, of course, did not mention his career as a raider and killer uh, of white people. In, his, in the best American fashion, he had carefully removed the less savory parts from his past. He took the time to deny once and for all that his father, Peta Nakona, had died in the battle of peace river he was lying but he had a clear and forgivable purpose he was trying to save his father's reputation then he concluded with an odd remark just one more minute here is one more say my ways call for money every time they send me to the fair two men came to me about a year ago to go to new york city i give you five thousand dollars for tour six months to take your family over there. I say, no, you put me in little pen. I know monkey. <laughs> that is all gentlemen. Then as the paper noted, 
as the throng crowded forward, he took each person by the hand and pressed it, and frequently his face was wreathed in smiles. His last comments were perhaps a way of saying that he, unlike, say, Geronimo, had limits on how far he would exploit his fame and his heritage. Dignity was saying, had di dignity, he was saying, had its limits. Why he was moved to point that out will remain forever a mystery. As far as we know, they were his last public words. This is Chief Quana of the Comanches. So, his story. Okay, so Quana, Quana was uh, just a, a regular brave, except that he was a considered a half. He was half American and, and half Comanche. Now my microphone's not working properly. Okay, let's see here. Just keep switching. All right, now it says it's there. It says it's there. Okay. So America, this is the Eagle Haas and Hound podcast. This is JD Collier. I'm having some technical difficulties. I want to listen to this to see if it's worth sending out. Um, but basically, uh, what am I doing in the last several weeks okay i've been presenting to you several different hosses okay and uh this is the fifth native american hoss that i've, I've spoken of there are others but uh i, I think i might pause from uh, native americans and, and work into some other ones i have in mind to uh discuss medgar evers um in in a in a future episode this guy medgar evers okay and then there's another one here this guy um james baldwin okay james baldwin he uh, was an outspoken uh, proponent for the african-american community and uh also a writer and a very good guy so um of course i'm always going to be talking about martin luther king jr and uh here's another book on medgar evers so basically what am i doing i am trying to uh go through america's history and find people who exemplified the uh the uh, American spirit, basically the concept of freedom. Okay. This concept that's right here on this flag that says America's concept of freedom is still there. Okay. And, and that's what I say. I say that most Americans, they have it in their heart and they know that uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of, of being American and, and having that desire to be free and to do as you please and not to take away from others okay no that's not the point we're not trying to say that we're the only people in the whole globe who deserve a chance to to enjoy freedom no and and that's been proven because we've been going all over the globe ever since world war ii protecting and making it so that others can enjoy freedom and not be uh, stuck underneath some kind of a tyranny um and you know i'm really troubled right now about what's happening in afghanistan okay uh it's very troubling there there's some things that don't add up and why did we have to pull out of there so hastily why did they draw the line on uh, august 31st and they didn't bother to try to uh, negotiate anything why was this so hasty um how come when pressed did our commander-in-chief not uh you know divulge anything um 
some some things are not being being spoken and, and i i'm sure that there's some things going on behind the scenes that we'll see in the future i'm, I'm really troubled about uh placing you know uh, our our american people and resources lives on the line and uh just to advance you know some some arbitrary cause or some arbitrary uh line in the in the sand like august 31st uh instead of actually using your head and doing the right thing and and i just it's, it's very troubling so if if that is the case in this in this uh hasty pull out of afghanistan which i agree we we don't need to be in this war forever it needs to be uh, done rightly and a pot, it surely wasn't okay um but you know there's places where america has stayed put and continued to uh, serve in in a good capacity like germany uh, japan and in our presence there has helped to carry on good things for the people that live there in the communities and, and nations around it um so much so that you know you can count germany and japan as some of our strongest allies today um yeah they they were certainly enemies and they were badass enemies uh at one time but now they're they're really uh very good allies and they have extremely good capabilities and they generally treat their people well so given that example how come we couldn't do the same for uh our the countries in the middle east why why couldn't we find a way to get along uh instead of just going in there and then hastily pulling out like this and leaving all of the people of Afghanistan under the tyranny of of this uh, this Taliban um, and maybe some other things like so when when you roll back the clock and you see what happened when they pulled out hastily from Iraq the same thing happened and ISIS came along a lot of people got hurt got damp got killed um, you know people have been under tyranny and ever since so um, yeah it's very troubling it's very troubling to see that uh you know the i think that our our armed forces aren't being uh i don't think they're being respected very well and the respect is coming from inside i'm not talking about people outside you know our country looking in but i i don't believe that um the the administration is being wise and how it's treating uh those in in our uniform i think that they're treating them as a commodity uh treating them as a thing treating them as a less than uh, basically just sticking their thumb on them and moving them around like pawns. Um, you know, when you do give, th this country is definitely, a, it's civilian run. Civilians tell the military what to do and the military obeys civilian authority. That's how it goes and that's how it should be. Um, but uh, I feel like this this uh, civilian authority is not showing proper respect um, for, for, for many reasons. And um, respect is something that you need to do up and down okay um and many times in the past i've told you that i believe respect is not only respecting your elders but it's also respecting youth okay and in if you don't respect the youth um you you really you, you set up a tyranny okay <laughs> you really do you set up a tyranny and um you know you can look at youth in in different ways it's you know youth is is uh the the up and comers the people who haven't had a chance to grow enough, the people who haven't proven themselves enough, the underdogs. And if you've got this force above them that are pushing them down and not showing respect, uh, something is gonna go wrong, okay? There's gonna be some rebelliousness. Um, there's gonna be some, you know, uh, some, some kind of thing is gonna go wrong where people are gonna get hurt, okay? Anyway, um, 
I just took a little little track off of what I was trying to talk about. I was trying to talk about Quanta Parker and he being half uh half Comanche, okay, his father, the chief, and his mother, the captive uh, settler. So his mother, Cynthia Ann Parker, she really loved her kids. She had three of them. Quanta was her firstborn. And uh, that was one of the biggest reasons why she didn't want to be captured. She wanted to stay back with her family where she had her family. I mean, that's very understandable. And um, that's another reason why I think that Quanta understood that we are the same because he, he had the, the same kind of blood running through him that, that everybody, if, if you think about it, he, he had both the native blood and the, uh, the immigrant blood running through him. And he was perfectly fine. He was a leader. He was a great guy. His people loved him. He was an excellent uh, warrior. And he did everything that you would expect him to do, uh, you know, where he was growing up. And he became leader of his people. By the time he was 40, he was the undisputed chief of the Comanches. Okay. And that's a, that's a young age to be in charge of, a, of an entire nation. Okay. Um, so, and, and he continued to be uh, loyal to his Comanche roots. But you can see from what I read you is that he did come around to uh, the thinking that, hey, we are all the same. We all pay taxes. Okay. We breathe the same air. God says we're all the same. So, you know, we're the same. Okay. And that's the correct answer. That's the thing that if we would, would follow through and show people respect, okay. Mutual respect between each other, respecting that we are the same, then we would have ourselves a great society and we would have a lot less conflict and a whole lot of things would go well. You can hear my dog. That's Vader. He's out there roo roo and barking at something. So uh, anyway, I uh, <laughs> I wonder if that sound is going to get picked up in my mic too. Um, so yeah, what am I doing with this? I am trying to teach America that we got some good things going on here. That this these colors are still here. Let me use my other hand. These colors are still here, okay? And they mean something, okay? They mean something to each and every person. Uh, this is, it's basically your, your own personal concept of freedom. And when I look at those colors, I have my own concept of freedom that I believe is true and good for all, okay? It's a, it's a certain kind of respect for all. And, it, and it's not a boastful respect. It is not a, uh, you know, it's, it's not haughty. Okay, this is something that I think that everybody get, deserves an equal opportunity to have the concept of freedom and to have your own personal, my America, my family, my home, my America, to have that concept and to be able to, to live your life in peace without having to be told uh, from a government what to do. Okay, the government should be minimal and be able to allow commerce to go on peacefully and protect people and also raise taxes according to uh, what's needed for common good, common streets and roads and, uh, you know, protective uh, services like police and, and uh, fire and schools. Those are all very important things. And, and I'm, I'm the first one, just like Quana, to say I'm paying my taxes. And I think you are too. Most Americans are. It's just that very small minority who are very loud and uh, who uh, are boastful and try to take charge of things uh, when they really don't have a license to do it. Um, but they take liberties and they do it. They particularly like the media, the mass media. Uh, they're, a, they're a particular offender of, of thinking that they, they've got, they're on their own high horse and that they know everything and they, di they dictate an agenda and they want everybody to fall in line. And that's just not how it, that's not how it works in America, okay? In America, 
individuals are free and we we do our freedom we do it okay and we show respect for one another we help each other we love each other and uh we carry on very well uh when it doesn't go well is when we have all these outside influences coming in and stirring us up so um yeah quana and other people that i've talked about other native american heroes other uh heroes of of our american past they've had there's been many 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 examples of people that have done good by this country and none of them is perfect everybody's got flaws i'm i'm not perfect we're all flawed okay and uh but still yet there are some very good examples of people who have have done good and set good examples and that's why i say that uh the, the american dream is alive and well america is going to continue on these colors are going to remain there they're going to still be there for a long long time okay but our biggest our biggest threat is internal okay it yeah we have enemies out there that, that want to topple us but a bigger threat uh are are the internal convulsions that are going on okay and what i call an oligarchy there's an oligarchy i'm not the first one that has said it okay you can look back some of the presidents eisenhower was talking about it okay i think kennedy mentioned it um carter talked about it okay there's there's kind of an undertone of this this inertia of this big government blob that's not just government it's corporations too and i call it a corpo government oligarchy it's a corgo the corgo is is pretty mean and ugly because it doesn't just stay within the confines of the usa now this corgo is a global thing okay so why would the corgo some global organization want to obey the united states of america's directive on whatever um it doesn't seem like they're willing to do that okay and there's many many examples and that's that's a problem okay that's a big problem uh, we can't have some uh higher force that is, is basically putting its thumb on us and telling us what to do so that's the same feeling that Quana had that's the same feeling that sitting bull sitting bull had they just wanted to be left alone and do their thing and have their freedom uh but no there's this outside force that wants to try to cut off all their supplies and eventually make them surrender and fall into fall in line inside of their pity their pity uh uh place uh the reservation okay so that they can have pity and continue having control and showing pity for instead of respect for the individuals that are involved so um but again i still believe that most americans are living the pretty darn good life the pdg life you see that pretty darn good over there let me let me show you pdg pretty darn good okay uh, we i you we all can be content we can find our own individual contentment with our life okay with our family with our community and we can do good we don't need to uh succumb to all the hate and you know another thing that's been pretty bad recently is of course this pandemic has been bad um but there's been a whole lot more focus on just the social media and and too often people are they're they're, they're thumbing their way through the social media and cracking some some kind of a comment and uh, most of the time it's very hateful and there's too many people that are suffering right now so if you're suffering you know ask for help raise your hand ask for help send me a send me a text i'll talk to you i'll try to help you out i'll try to try to you know give you some advice if i can free advice you know i don't mind um and i think most of your neighbors and friends and family would do the same for you okay so if you're having trouble if you're having trouble just just coping you know reach out and and uh you know don't 
don't jump into uh, a, a battle of, of, of tweets <laughs> or, or some of those kind of things that are, that are going to set you off track. Talk to a person, pick up the phone and, and speak to somebody, speak to somebody from your family, somebody that you know uh, will listen. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that you're going to feel better after that. But obviously, if you have some really uh, troubling tr uh, problems, you got to reach to uh, a professional. And, and I've also said on this show that uh, I have reached out and gotten some help from a counselor, uh, you know, like a, a, a certified psychologist. Um, they know how to ask the right questions. They know how to get you talking and just let it out and talk about these things. Uh, I had to go through something because my mom passed away and it helped me to. I think it would help you as well. So, well. And this volume is, is going to be interesting when I when I stop this recording, I'm going to check it out and see how it is. Hopefully it's good enough to, and I don't need to record it. Um, and I want to get this out tonight, if possible. I uh, really like to get it out on Wednesday night, but it made it to Thursday, and I just didn't get it out yet. So I'm J.D. Collier. This is the Eagle Haas and Hound podcast, and I really am glad that you joined us today. Please visit eagleimpact.com to find the merch and the drip that you want. You can get things to wear. You can get stickers. You can celebrate the Eagle. And that's another thing. This guy, okay, Quanta Parker. Guess what his dad named him, okay? Uh, his mom named him uh, Fragrant, right, Quana, But his dad named him Eagle. <laughs> so this guy, he's the Eagle of the Comanche. He would like him too. So that's uh, Quana Parker of the Comanches. Uh, he's our host for this week. And um, talking about respect, respect is a very important concept for America, for our community, for our communities, for every person individually, because we are the same. And when we are the same and we treat each other with mutual respect, then everything is going to go so much better. This is J.D. Collier with the Eagle Haas and Helm podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, there's my puppy. There's Vader. That's my dog. Yeah, you were trying to get my attention when I was doing that podcast, weren't you? Uh-huh, I heard you out here barking. Yeah, this is Vader. Can you say hi, Vader? Roo-roo-roo. Can you say roo-roo, huh, puppy? Say roo-roo. Yes, there's my puppy, yes. Vader's almost 16 years old. Yeah, he's, he's an old boy. Get up, quarter to four. I go to work and I hit the floor. Hard work, work. 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 All right, guys, that's awesome.